Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is, as always, my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening. And with us on the line, yet again, is our Florida Senator, Phil Jakes, I suppose. Here it comes. One day. Full orchestra. How's the crowd reaction here? Who is this? I don't know. Some American Idol. Lacey K. Booth. American Idol 2019. Oh, it's still going on the chorus. I mean, musically, it's not bad. Vocally, I don't think sounds she like she's trying to take a nap or sing a lullaby. She's singing the same thing over and over again. Do you have the rest of the song? Or <laughs> Can't get through her puffed out lips. Those things are hurting. I don't know anything about this show, so. Simon Cowell probably said she sucks. Okay, that's enough. There we go. Is he even on that show anymore? I don't know. That'll get flagged for content now, probably, because... No shot of being on YouTube. Nope, that one's got no shot of being on YouTube. Why? Because it was on national television and the TV rights will be... Yeah, they own that. Even if it's someone else's song, it's... They covered a cover and it's still... Yeah, but it's from their broadcast. I don't even even take the risk, Jess, because if if I try it... (laughs) Flags, it's a pain in the ass to take it out and re-upload it to YouTube. Voices from the editor. So to those of you, so to those of you actually watching us on YouTube over at YouTube.com/slash Sid's View, you get to miss out on all the fun stuff that we poke fun at Phil with. Please put a shirt on first, this guy. Oh Jesus, (laughs) guys, walking on the show, special nipple-free production guy. What are you doing? (laughs) Anybody got a dollar? Anyway, that's not making YouTube over at youtube.com slash Sid's View because we just started. Uh, anyway, geez, that just, uh, I lost I'll give my... that like a three. That was terrible. Really? You didn't like it that much? No, never again. Please. Oh, man. Well, we haven't doubled on one yet except for the original. I'm pretty certain. Jesse, are you watching the game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a giant TV sitting right next to you. You could turn that on. <laughs> Here, spoiler alert. The Lightning are going to lose. Oh, now we're going to get thrown off YouTube again because we're doing other uh, exp- without express written consent of the NHL. I don't have YouTube TV, Brent. With us also on the line is a special guest that I didn't even know was coming on until five minutes before the show started. It is on and off SK modified racer Adam Gata. I hope his connection didn't just cut out or mine did. He's streaming too many races on. What do you want me to do with this? I don't know if you need it, whatever. I can't can't do YouTube TV. I don't have an account. I think he heard me. They spend more money on the race cars than they do on the internet. 
So I hope Adam Gata heard me because I don't know if he did or not. Uh, it froze for a little there on on Jesse. And oh, okay. I, I missed it, but I'm here. Okay, so Adam Gata is with us show. on the show. We've, we're trying to get him in after hockey season, but somebody got him in during hockey season, so now his connection is probably going to suck because he's probably streaming 50 things. No, just the one. Oh, you don't have like Dirt Vision or other bougie streaming services going? There's no, be... no, no, there's no, no dirt racing on today. So. Oh, come on. They can make Monday that, that's, Night Racing That's work. why he's on tonight. That starts, what, next week? Oh, no, he's uh, missing. I don't think so. You're missing. But uh, I, got, I start playing soccer again on Monday nights next oh, week. I right. just saw that sick two-on-one that Vasilevsky had no chance on. <laughs> Welcome it. to Hockey Talk. Yeah. Um, no, but I was going to say, you're missing Monday night uh, carts up at Stafford. That's available on Flow Racing right now. Yeah, oh. So do I every week. Big deal. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even know that was a thing. No, they do the Monday night carts on Flow from Stafford now. Okay. Good to know. I know, right? I don't have it on because I'd be distracted. Anyway, I'm as if I'm not distracted enough by everything. So, we usually start our episodes off with personal updates, and since we have extra racers here, this might take twice as long. So, <laughs> I think I raced first this week, so I'll go first. Uh, we get actually, mine out of the way yeah, first. Jesse's is pretty good. Why don't we just get that out of the way? Yeah, there That's it is. It, I'm done. All right, he's just done. It's the same every week. Uh, no, but we usually start that off. So I'll start first. I actually got to race, if you call it that, the, this Wednesday. Oh, boy. Um, where do I even start? Uh, so you're going to start right here. And we're kicked back off YouTube again. It's a cover. It's not even from... It's not even from national television. This is just a dude. Somehow the YouTube matrix will figure it out. It will not. They'll get a country version of a Slipknot cover. That's it, the, it, that's asking a lot of YouTube. That's asking a lot out of the algorithm. I'm sorry. Because yeah. usually you could just get around it by changing the speed of the video. That's about <laughs> or tilting it. Yeah, covers right. it. Everything now. There, there's a, you. You can find it if you want to. There's there's a little of everything. So yeah, personal updates. I'm just kind of babbling because I don't want to go into it right now. So um, all right. So I raced at Thompson. I had really high expectations going into this thing because of all the weeks and weeks of work that we did to this car. For I did I think at least two YouTube videos about all of the metal fab that I did to this car. I, w oh, I thought it was still going. <laughs> I was waiting I for the whole song. Depression. Oh yeah, we'd get kicked off of YouTube again. There's a, you're not going to watch like the first ten minutes on YouTube now. Um, anyway, I put so much work into this car. I had such high expectations, and then we get there, and the car is horrible. Like it is the worst thing I've ever driven in my life, and I have no idea why. Because I'm using a setup that I finished. Let's see, I used it last year. And I finished second with it, catching the leader by two-tenths a lap. So I'm like, that'll be a good place to start. Put it in, and we're like half second off. Like, we're that slow. Like, we're barely a tenth place car. I'm like, what happened to this car? So I soldiered through, threw a whole bunch of stuff at it to see if anything would work. I think I put 20 rounds of wedge in it. Nothing happened. 
and so I, I think I managed to get points in the heat race, but other than that, it wasn't really... I finished like ninth. Okay, the car was garbage. It was fairly uneventful. I can't go on restarts because the car is lazy. It's it's just a excuse after excuse after excuse. But it all boils down to me. So I don't know. I got the professionals coming to help me out and look at it. But I think I'll go into the race a little more in depth in the racing segment. But I mean, there's not much for me to say except for I suck. So. <laughs> It happens, you know. Sometimes you sometimes you suck, sometimes you don't. But um, this race, I sucked, plain and simple. So um, again, I don't know really what happened. I went through it. I found some springs that I didn't know I had in spots I didn't know I put, and so I ripped everything apart in the car. So everything's getting torn back apart, and then uh, we'll probably figure out what went wrong later on. But for now patience and uh diligence i suppose is the word i'm looking for here jesse would you like to add something why <laughs> i don't know some hard hard black stick <laughs> that was really poor timing for you to shut that off <laughs> dude killer jeff barry shirt by the way adam That's oh yeah cool. i got his hero card and autograph too i was a fan too Wait, 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 wait. I got my stash. This is a killer shirt. I'll dig it. There you go. <laughs> hey. Wait, I might have another one. Hang on. This is for the YouTube crowd because you weren't allowed to see anything here. Holy crap, I got a Jeremy Mayfield one. Look at that. That was just bad-mouthing him last week. I'm surprised it's not stolen. I think it is. <laughs> I don't remember where I got it from. Or on meth. <laughs> All right, I guess I couldn't find my other Jeff Berry one. But hey, it's relevant to the conversation, and I found it. So anyway, I could go into detail about how awful my race was, but you could go check that out at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. There, see, I pushed my channel. We can do channel. that later, too. We have Thompson's stuff. If you'd like to slit your wrists, you can go watch that. Um, I know I did. That'll just put you over the edge. It's about 19 minutes of abject misery. Anyway... I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I got so many text messages from people asking if I was okay. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Climb off the that ledge. <laughs> I was like, come off the ledge, young like, man. Uh-oh. That didn't come off very well. All right, so who else raced this week anyway? I didn't, but I practiced. <laughs> okay, that's a good start. Adam, did you race this week, or was this an off week? This was an off week. Damn it. Uh, you know, it's getting expensive to run a modified, so we cut some shows out just to be able to afford it. I'll be back this Saturday. It's getting expensive? Ex- I mean, expensiver. Uh, yeah, more expensiver. I was just going to say, why don't you put a crate motor in it? Oh, no drop. I mean... <laughs> I think Jesse's yeah. watching the ra- or the uh, hockey game. I'm watching him talk, but the words don't line up with his <laughs> mouth. Oh, okay. It's mesmerizing. I, I mean, you know, I, I've watched the SK Lights at Stafford and Waterford enough to not ever want to drop down there. <laughs> no, thank you. No, that's a good idea. Yeah, you're right. Okay, fair enough. That looks more expensive. <laughs> you know? well, Cheaper startup costs, more expensive racing costs. <laughs> 
when you, the you know when rebuilding the right front costs the same as an SK and you're only running for three hundred and fifty dollars to win, it's not worth it. That's as much as we get paid for a sportsman. That's that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. So yeah, all right. I'd rather finish last in an SK if I had one because that's where I'd be finishing because I wouldn't have the budget to run one. But I would rather do um, that than race a sportsman car sometimes. <laughs> I think SK Light should pay around seven hundred from a from a financial standpoint. I mean, the other problem is finishing last in an SK is only 120. It's better than what I get. Oh, wait. No, it's not. I get 100 just to start. All right. I, I take that back now. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of have to do somewhat decent. Oh, well. Uh, there goes my idea. I'm not very good at money, I guess, because I go in a race car. So, anyway, any other? Oh, we should go throw it to Phil then because Adam didn't race. Jesse's working for the company store. Phil got to actually put down laps in a race car. Yes, I finally got the car back out to the track. Uh, went out there and shook it down on some old 200 lap tires, and it actually wasn't terrible. And threw some 30 lap scuffs on it, and went faster by two tenths than it's ever gone with me driving it. So, finally got the turn in the car. Still needs a little more, a uh, little more turn in the center, uh, and just needs some more front brake. I'm, I'm. I got a bias adjuster in the car and a proportioning valve under the car, but I'm running the same brake pads all the way around right now. So I think I'm just going to add a little, a uh, little more aggressive compound, go to a PFC 13 up front. And uh, they're, they're less aggressive than a Hawk blue, but they, they're as good, I think. So hmm. we'll see. I'm supposed to race this weekend uh, at Citrus again, but yeah, my truck broke down on the way home from the super late bottle race on Saturday night. So we'll see what happens with that. P.S. Cars in the trailer ready to go. Right. All I'm going to do is take go half in, half out on the cross and send it. So it shouldn't be that big a deal. P.S. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the uh, son with the transmission. Just Isn't that like a new truck? Newer truck? New... New yeah. to you, truck. New to me, truck. Uh, it's just one of those things sometimes you just don't know. That's an awful nice way of saying this thing shouldn't be broken, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, they're working with me. They're being really good about it. And they're actually, they have the truck right now. They're talking about even possibly replacing the entire truck for me. So I'm not going to get too crazy mad about it. <laughs> they're going to total it over a transmission. Holy snap. <laughs> How no, there's, there's been a what plethora else of issues here and there. So it, it's just the front end's falling out of it, and they were supposed to fix it. They never did. And The front end's falling out of it? How new? How old is this truck? 2011, but it was a farm truck. So it ran through the fields its whole life, which, no big deal. It was a little dirty underneath, but the thing mm -hmm. has no rust. It's low miles. It's in really good shape otherwise. It just needed ball joints and Pitman arm idle arm. So that they means somebody jumped it. And a transmission. <laughs> well, the transmission, uh, I'm betting, is from pulling horse trailers. So they probably jumped it at some point in its life. No, this, the, everything's straight underneath you know, it. Uh, horse, horse people have the worst driveways in the entire existence, by the way. It's all full some of, of them do. 
All of them do. They're all full of potholes, and they just go up and down, bouncing up and down, and shaking the living crap out of everything, which I don't think is very good for the horse. But then again, I don't know. Horse people are weird. Sorry. But yeah. It is what it is. Either they're going to fix it or they get me a new truck. So at this point, I'm not really... It's an inconvenience, but whatever. I'm not going to get all bent out of shape. So, Phil, it's either the car or the thing hauling the car that's broken. Pretty much. That's what it feels like right now. And everybody I know that's got a big truck is out of town racing this weekend. So I'm kind of. You got a loner. Yeah, that's going to work. Plus, they put a lock through the freaking hitch. Torch it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't want to accept liability if a 1500 AT4 Sierra takes a shit. Don't you halls have vans that tow for 1995? Yeah, it's not going to pull my trailer. That's already been proven. It's got a six liter. Do it. Yeah, just do it. It'll be fine. Nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just, it's not worth it. There's a race in two more weeks, so not the end of the world. Guy you can't afford that ingenuity, that thing? Nah. <laughs> this guy don't have the drive, man. Guys would be I, begging. I don't fucking and... care enough. It's too goddamn expensive <laughs> at this point. Like, I... I, I was happy to just go out and practice the damn thing because I don't have to worry about it costing $1,000 to show up at the racetrack right now. If you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. I ain't never going to be fucking Dale Earnhardt. So What's your profanity? Oh, we're already there, aren't we? Oh, great. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Sorry. What's your profanity? By the way, if you're sick of Phil's swearing, you can go over to YouTube.com slash Sid's View and watch our new condensed version of our podcast if you don't feel like sitting here listening to us for over i don't know what an hour and a half now or an it's hour gonna and be at this rate if we don't get going <laughs> or an hour and 40 Dude, minutes Christ. there ain't a whole lot to talk about so we, gotta we have a guest let's ask him questions we literally say that every week and then it's an hour and 45 minutes later we're finally wrapping the show up ask the guest questions let's go um adam's gotta go get ed reed's car ready for him <laughs> yeah exactly everyone's pushing for that huh I, dude, I've never seen him race. So I've always what? heard the stories about Ed Reed in a modified, and I never got to see him race because I came around in 2012. Didn't he? He just stopped, didn't he? Um, Ten years ago. That's his point. So my rookie year, <laughs> 2010, uh, he was driving the 25 car, and I believe Verno left the bowl to go run Manadnock for a bit. And then when they came back, Back, I want to say one of the Salamitos was running the car. I think Sean started. Timmy drove it a couple of times. And then after that, they brought in Tucker Reynolds. Right. And yeah. That, that's from the way back bank right there. Yeah. I remember that, that car ran pretty good. Yeah. I, I yeah. came back up there so late that I missed so many good drivers because I never knew the bowl existed when I was a kid. Like I knew, I knew Seacock, Thompson, and Stafford. That's all I knew. No, I mean Ed, Ed Reed with the old twenty-seven, the the pinnacle car, or seventy-two, excuse me, rather. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's he the was, backup he, car. He now. was the only one that could give Dennis Gata any any kind of any kind of trouble, really. He was his Kimi Raikkonen. He was no, not yeah, Raikkonen. Um, what's his name? Was, the only guy that really challenged like, him. Uh, no, wait, what's his name? It was, it was Eddie. Oh, Mika Hakkinen. Uh, I'm sorry, I totally Tucker agree. Reynolds yeah. Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nobody yeah, guys like Eddie, Ronnie Uhas Jr. Yep, Ronnie Uhas. Um, who else? Uh, Teddy, whenever he would show up, was always a, a 
you know, a threat to win there. Dennis was still racing. That's what we're saying. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There was back then there was probably about 10 guys that could win a show. And now it's down to like two or three. Now it's down to 10 cars in general. I'll take it a step further and blow your mind more. I didn't know who Bob Potter was until I started going to the poll. He's more of a Southern New England kind of guy. Having lived down in Florida from 2000 until 2011 when I moved back up there, I just I was so disconnected with the racing scene up there because all I knew, like I said, was Seacock and Thompson when I was a kid. I know he's only he's only a Waterford Thompson and and Stafford legend. Yeah, you know all three (laughs) tracks, tons of wins and titles. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't grow I didn't grow up in racing like you guys did, so. Well, we didn't better late really, than never, though. We didn't really either. We we were the first generation to to race, so um, right. But you were you were around it a lot. Yeah, we were around it, but we weren't working on cars except for our own. Uh, anyway, by the way, I totally biffed on the second segment of the day or the the show. I mean, uh, because I gotta bring this one up. We gotta go into our Darf comment of the week because we have to keep the. We got to keep, you know, the second segment alive. I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I'm I'm so distracted. Are you by trying hockey. to make it re- relevant? No, it's hockey. I'm like I'm trying to listen to two things at once and it's not working. How can oh, you listen through the headphones? I can hear it through your microphone. <laughs> oh. It's a good thing Adam's here for this one. For the Darf comment oh. of the week. Colorado's up one nothing. Right? I know. I'm like trying to listen well, and challenging that. I'm trying um, to listen and speak at the same time, and I can barely hear it through Jesse's microphone. <laughs> Adam, who do you got, Colorado or or Tampa Bay? Which one do you want? Oh, Colorado all the way. That's I was so an Avs fan back in the day for Patrick Waugh, so That's because this man knows hockey. Good now, God, I haven't heard that name in forever. I'm I love the Patrick Waugh curse. That's the greatest thing in all of sports. It's the hilarious. curse of St. Patrick. Montreal will never win another cup. No Canadian team will. He put it on a whole entire country. Babe Ruth well, did it for the Red Sox. Patrick Waugh did it for a whole country. <laughs> I thought Vancouver won not that long ago. No. 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 Or they got close. Yeah, they a yeah, they lost to the Bruins. <laughs> a Canadian team hasn't won You're the right. Stanley Cup since nineteen ninety three. Yeah. When Patrick Waugh and the Canadians won the cup. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's okay, it. yeah. It was a little fuzzy for it's me. It's the best thing because Canadians cope and seethe really bad about that. Oh, but Canadian teams are all over the NHL, or der, 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 and a couple beats are there. And guess what? It's not going to have your jersey on it, okay? They work for us. Go America. So now that I'm not distracted, I could say that the word Anyway, back con- to... The word was continuity. I have to keep the continuity of the show by having the second segment. The DARF comment of the now week. That now that I'm actually thinking properly, I okay. can finally go back into the DARF comment of the week. This Train week, back. again, was brought to us by Phil because he is the one who likes to fight on Twitter and Facebook with people for no reason. <laughs> I didn't even say anything to this person. Yeah, but you find it, which is, means you're looking to fight. So, um, All right, so this is a bunch of people who are just... I'm going to pick on all of them because they can be the representatives of the blanket Darf comment of the week because this week we're going to hand them out to Dirt Track fans. After... Oh. <laughs> Hey, we never pick on the dirt track fans, but Adam's here, so we're picking on them. So, um, the truck series went to Knoxville, which I really hate because they don't race well there. Um, they should go to one dirt track a year, and it should be Eldora, and that's it. And um, Bristol should never have dirt touch it. So, agreed. Moving on. Um, 
There's plenty of good dirt tracks they could go to. Anyway, this is in uh, this is in reference to my apologies. The incident involving, if nobody has seen it, spoiler alert. But this was an incident involving Stuart Friesen's wife Jessica. Now she runs the dirt track races in the truck series in his what one of his Halmar trucks, and people didn't even realize that she had turned over like rolled the truck over until what was it one video or maybe one and a half videos came from the yeah. grandstands or the infield i didn't showing, know that. yeah nobody knew because fox missed it to be fair um we'll go into well, it's it such Why a don't big we just, track you know they have so hard they have such a hard time covering it it's a half mile i mean oh, it's, yeah <laughs> it, it does have really shitty sight lines though it could, but anyway, we could get into the reasons why. You have why, crappy but... sidelines. So, in, I believe, what was this? Was Sing. it a, was this a NASCAR on NBC fi- uh, Facebook post or something? Yeah, I think it was NASCAR on NBC that did it, and they were. It kind of felt like they were attacking Fox a little bit. Yeah, but they are allowed to because their coverage really kind of does stink this year. So uh, anyway, yeah. there's this. There's a slew of people here, at least three of them. The first, the first character, Mark Curtis. Oh my God! I almost said crap, but his last name is Grap, G R A P, Junior. Uh, he says, "I watched the whole race and never saw that." Guess they said, "Screw showing it." Uh, they would if they actually caught it. But anyway, only thing I saw with her was her stuck on the berm, which she did get, she got her nose stuck on the berm on the inside. She had to get the truck to hook her and push the thing off. Because they couldn't push it or they'd rip the nose off or something. Anyway, and she got pissed that they were hooking the tow truck up to her. Well, yeah, but anyway. She probably thought that they were hooking her up to be done for the day. Well, they, again, they, I think That's they had guess. to sit there and clarify for a bit, and then they helped her out. So. It's tough when you're in the heat of the moment and you just went upside down. But anyway. I don't know. There's four of us in this room, and only one of us has been upside down. So they went I've been close. That's how that's like, you know. I mean, I've been upside down in a go kart. Jesse's been almost upside down off of Lyle Wolfinger. I got almost upside down off of Megan Fuller after Jesse wrecked a whole bunch of cars in front of me. Phil, you've been upside down in anything? I, I came close when uh, I, I had to clean the <laughs> paint off of my freaking uh, oil pan from Mike Palin driving underneath me when I wrecked Fuller. Adam, were you upside down at some point? I don't quite remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do we really need to go into it? Well, you just the, lost the top spot on. We need to I was going to say the king so. just lost his crown. So yeah, we wanted to have and it go back to number one, man. Yeah, we got to. And it's the not recounts. even for like a, a real like action thing either. It's a Richie Evans tribute video from what eight years ago, something like that. Yeah, but it's educating people, so that's good. It's true. I guess people are really bored. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll share your video those down are, here. We'll get some of the Florida guys to watch it. We'll are, get you back on top. I'm just saying, those are his words, Sid. So, uh, anyway, yeah. so this. Per- I mean, as long as I still get Adam Gate a day on, on August 20th, that's all I care about. <laughs> okay, we can we can arrange that. Anyway, so <laughs> this guy replies to Mr. Mark Curtis Crap Jr. Uh, Grap, I'm sorry. Um, his name is Andrew Maxwell, and he says they'll have a thousand cameras covering an asphalt race. 3,000 if it's a cup race. I have no idea where he's getting these numbers from, by the way. <laughs> he's exaggerating, I think. Of course, but I mean, <laughs> why? Uh, anyway, we'll go into that later. But they can't manage to cover every angle of a dirt track. Well, he's got a point. That's what I was saying, you know? It's a half mile. You know, not every track has great sight lines. 
and people watch action, not the cars being lapped. So it's you're supposed to cover everything, every square inch by now. This is the current year. Yeah, yeah, it's the current year of our Lord 2022. I, I, I we mean, have enough. She, if I remember correctly, from watching the 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 one replay that you could kind of see what was happening. The one and she, only. She wasn't side by side with anyone. She was just kind of nose to tail and whatever. I just got a little bit too sideways, hit the berm, and the thing just popped her over. Yeah. Looked like she just grabbed it with her left front and it turned her. It looked like yeah. any sprint car hitting a rut and flipping over. By itself. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's a dirt track. There's anomalies, you know. So anyway, this Mark Curtis crap uh, grap does uh, reply to this Andrew Maxwell person says they had an they had oh wait, and they had an view wow that really screwed me up it's supposed to be and they had a view from above that was pretty awesome they probably saw it and was like OMG was that Stuart no just his wife oh who cares wait where was their view from above did they have a blimp. <laughs> Yeah, because the, the broadcast crew wasn't at the track. They didn't even have them at the track. Yeah, Fox kind of did drop the ball. They did. They didn't even bring the crew in. The crew was. <laughs> they, they had, like, they no. had pit reporters, and that was it. Who was it? Chris Devota that did the broadcast. Uh I can't remember who did it. It was Parsons. It There's was too many. Jamie of those Little. Jamie, life yeah, Jamie announcers. Little. That's right. Yeah, that's who it is. And then, she's actually the tolerable one. Who was the third? She's one? actually quite charming. I actually like her. Yeah, a lot. Who was the third one? They had third person there. Uh, don't remember. Yeah, anyway. I don't remember. They weren't that good. Obviously, you would. It was remember. a driver or somebody. I, I don't remember. Anyway, so the last comment is uh, this person named Chaz Edward Floyd, who responds to uh, Mark Curtis crap. Uh, I DVR'd the race and rewatched it twice, and nothing. If you didn't see it the first time, why didn't you just rewind? It's on your DVR. Just rewind it. Anyway, um, just stuck her on the berm. They need more camera guys working the truck races. It seems like they always miss the action. Now, the only reason I really picked these guys as Darf comments was um, just because it's really, really stupid comments. I mean, <laughs> it's you're asking people who don't have all the resources given to them by Fox to cover every square inch. And then when they don't, and they're not covering the car that's like two laps down running by themselves and then mysteriously flips over, that it's their fault. But... it's not. I don't think they're talking the, about when the crew. No, though. no, no. And then when they when they don't see it or they, they make up something like they probably saw it and just said, oh, we don't feel like showing it because it wasn't somebody popular. That's a dumb comment. I had to add that one in. That's just pretty stupid. I mean, they had well, good points until they came up with that. They have a yeah, thousand I mean, cameras and they can't capture it. Oh, they probably saw it and was like, "Nope." It's like, dude, you're just you're not helping your cause here. They they've literally talked about Jessica Friesen multiple times throughout the broadcast. Yeah, isn't she some kind of dirt car champion at some point? Yeah, she won. Yeah, uh, she she's won a bunch of dirt races she's up won here, a championship. hasn't she, Adam? Yeah, she runs uh, one of the Hallmar cars. I think the one. I think it's a big block. Uh, Orange County, all those tracks in New York. Same Fonda, York, all that. Stewart drives. She won the 2004 championship of Fonda. Yeah. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was Fonda's a, while a cool ago. track. I mean, the Fox broadcast really wasn't all that 
great. I mean, I've watched multiple Dirt Vision broadcasts from Knoxville for the Nationals and uh, weekly shows. And, you know, they only use that one camera angle from the top there to follow, like, the leaders and then go back. But even they go back to a replay if something happens that they miss. And, you know, if there's a violent flip, they catch it. Yeah, I, I I think the broadcast tiers go F1, IndyCar, Stafford, NASCAR. <laughs> Stafford is really good. St- Stafford's top notch. Yeah, I might actually put I, them above IndyCar. Yeah, maybe. But but they are on NBC. Actually, most of the time. no, I got to put IMSA in front of NASCAR. Also, I can't argue with any of that. I really can't. I can't either. Well, it's not really NASCAR. It's it's the network. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the networks. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Fox, you dropped the ball. These, these comments aren't really that bad. I, I think no, no, that no. They aren't bad. They just they it, it, they won for me because they started making things up that they, were really insensible. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean a lot of it's just internet exaggeration. It's just stupid. You know? The, yeah, the, well, sorry, but the coverage sucked. I'm done with Fox. I'm just glad when they switch over soon. So, so you're not going to watch any more truck races this year, then? They're all doing. I have a <laughs> truck races are all on fx or yeah, yeah they're FS2. all on fs1 2 and etc they're all on fox yeah whatever it is i just think it's re- unrealistic to blame the entire camera team and fox just for missing one flip and not even knowing that i mean you're almost asking them to to see into the future and know it's coming. we've been spoiled with all this technology at all the pavement tracks but for the dirt ones they can't even be bothered to show up well to be fair the dirt fans can't be bothered to show up either they want these big events, and they don't. Cars. Yeah, well, they want these big events, but then they don't go to them. So it's well, like well, that's also about the only thing that races well. And and Adam knows I'm not a sprint car fan, but Knoxville sprint cars. Yep, a ton, a ton of fun to watch them there. They're in Terre Haute. I mean, SRX went to Knoxville. They didn't draw much more of a crowd. Anyway, they drew a little bigger crowd than the truck series, but it wasn't full. I'm sorry. Straightaways are too long and the corners are too narrow. It's a it, sprint it, car it would almost be like if they went to uh, Lebanon Valley, as much as I hate to say it. I don't think the trucks would do put on a good show there. Oh, God, either. no. They'd be terrible there. No, because they're too heavy. They have, uh, yeah, they have a decent wide tire, but they're, they're heavy as heck. I mean, the only thing that even comes close is a street stock as far you as know- weight's concerned. And so you know it all the digs trucks, in the track and ruins it. The trucks would be really good. Obviously, they're good at Eldora. They'd be really good at Volusia, and they'd be really good at Charlotte. So it's kind of a weak Darf comment of the week this week, but I had to add it in because they were just bitching about things that were out of their control. And they started making up insensi- nonsensical things. So I just put that in for this week's Darf comment of the week because I don't make fun of Dirt fans enough. But to be fair, they haven't warranted it. So... I mean, that was a swing. Their fans are usually good. They just hate NASCAR. Right, but a lot of people hate NASCAR, So, and I can't blame them too much. So, Anyway, that was your weak Darf, <laughs> Darf comment of the week. Yes, I said weak twice because it was English. Anyway, <laughs> there's two ways of spelling it, people. Look it up. It's a dictionary. All right. Why don't we talk about um, there's some issues going around about Tri-Track, uh, the racing guys, Waterford Speed Bowl, Oh, there's a whole mess of nightmare going on around this thing. And um, they're all fighting. Well, they were, I guess. So that's pretty much over. Uh, over the August are, 6th are, date. At are Waterford. we still in high school here? I don't know. I don't really know what's going on here. Uh, anyway. I mean, 
It's the bowl. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was rumored for a long time that uh, TriTrack had the date, but had not confirmed on the schedule either. I think it was Waterford's webpage or something. I think TriTrack had the date on their page. Don't quote me, but uh, there was, there was then there was um, conf- like a different show scheduled, and then there were rumors of a meeting between the track and TriTrack and the Speed Bowl management and uh, all sorts of stuff. It was like a few days later, it was officially announced that TriTrack was going. And um, I just don't like seeing people fight over dates because, and especially causing drama and nonsense because there's plenty of room for everyone, honestly. Well, that's, that's my thing, too, is what's so special about August 6th? I don't get it. I don't really know. Maybe it was just a... And then again, we had Mike Marfio step down as GM, and this is probably all tied to that, and I guarantee it's all a giant sn- scheduling snafu over one specific date, and nobody was willing to budge on it, and it's just ridiculous in my mind. Um, thoughts? That that <laughs> August date usually kind of coincided with around where Wings and Wheels used to be. Yeah, they ain't doing that again. I don't think we're going to be doing that again. So, so here's a dumb question. <laughs> Reference our episode called Allegedly. <laughs> Why doesn't February. the racing guys make their event SKs? Well, do it on the same night and do a double header. There's a problem with that because the racing guys are not actually affiliated with the track speed bowl or the fast three events. Fair. Which is what they told me on Twitter because I got that wrong last week. So my apologies for that. Um, again, I really don't like seeing it, especially there's plenty of room for every promoter to bring shows in if they want to put one on. I really feel like that, you know, and we need people to put, uh, shows on and promote the sport as much as possible because I can't stomach having seven divisions and 10 cars or 12 cars in each division. That's just un- unnecessary. And I have another question. Whatever happened to Wings and Wheels? Why has that gone away? Please reference our episode called Allegedly that we put on a few months ago. <laughs> uh, uh, the name of it is... I believe it's episode 96? Yeah, it's, I don't it, it's part of a court document. Where yeah, I probably alleged, don't remember it. Let's some just alleged not, abuse took place. Let's let's not go into this so, again. <laughs> so, all right, we'll we'll leave that aside. But if if this is such a big deal to have this event on the sixth, why don't they have the SMAC so Star can be pissed off? Have them have them come down, and, and make, then, let's make sure it's on a date where they have something really special planned too. Let's do a Speedball 300 Open Wheel <laughs> Madness or something. Do 100 laps of the SMAC guys, 100 laps of SKs, and 100 laps of Tour Mods. And let's put it all up against like a tour date at Stafford. Yes, And yes. like um, some kind of big SK race somewhere else or other other thing going on. You know, like let's put it up against the DAV for Seekonk too. Why don't we do that? And no, but then- <laughs> I, I seriously think an event like that would go over really well there in, in place of Wings and Wheels because obviously you can't use that name anymore. Do no, something. no, no, we can't. We're not going to talk about that no more. <laughs> yeah. Let's not I apologize there. for bringing it up. <laughs> Let's not go there. Again, a reference our episode called Allegedly. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so, again, um, I like all the organizations involved. But um, I really don't want anything negative to happen. But it's just, I also read on Twitter that uh, the racing guys were going to hold one more event. And then they were, like, um, I believe they were going to do a race up at Claremont. And then the group was completely disbanding. Like, they're done. Uh, So, 
that was a, a promotional group that the Speed Bowl could have used, and that didn't work out very well. So that's yeah. The whole the whole situation was just handled poorly. Yeah, I mean, I can understand um, the need for Marfio to step down if he was the one behind scheduling and the kind of put together the uh, situation for everybody to kind of come together. I don't know enough about it. I just read it on a race day CT. Yeah, that's, that's all I know yeah, about it. I'm just it, it's just unfortunate, you know. I'm trying to to walk around it without placing blame because I don't know who to talk about. You know, it's it's all just a I just garbage blanket, situation. Blanket blame. Yeah, everybody, nobody's innocent in the whole deal. Everybody's being hard headed. It is what it is. I just don't like seeing the damn drama because it affects short track racing. Right, and I think that's the biggest thing of the whole thing too, especially when. You know, inflation is over 8% and gas is like $6 a gallon. We can't afford to have problems with short track racing because that all adds up really quickly. Uh, So, again, we can't have negative things happen because it's just like when we had the recession in 08, a whole ton of race teams went under and a bunch of tracks too. So it's like... We got to do something to just keep it up and this drama is not helping. You know what I mean? So... Anyway, um, also announced by the Speed Bowl is a positive thing. We were talking about SK Lights earlier. We might as well mention this. It says SK Light Race on July 2nd, which I believe I'm going down to film, is going to be 35 laps. It's going to be 1250 bucks to win and uh, 120 bucks to start. But they're not having points. So Wait, how much is it to win? 1250 That's not bad. It's a 35-lap it race. Is- it basically yeah, sounds like they just took the SK race because where the SKs aren't running that weekend, they took the SK purse and put it for the SK lights. It looks exactly like that, doesn't it? Sounds they should honestly make it a 50 lapper. But you know what? I don't mind 35. I don't care. That's... The SK light guys <laughs> argued against that. Really? Really? Hmm. Oh, we can't hear him. <laughs> Lost him. Lost him. Stop streaming 50 things at once and maybe we can actually hear you. Anyway, <laughs> it's decent pay for a division that doesn't get paid nearly enough for the equipment that they have, and I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, 30, 35 laps ain't bad. Fifty. I like running 50 lappers now that I do on a regular basis with this stuff. Well, when I when my shit's not broken. Plus, you race at but, really kind of small tracks, too, you know, like three-eighths, quarter yeah. miles, stuff like that now. So, Jesse, how were the 50 lappers at Thompson in a street stock? You're pretty much over it after about lap 15. <laughs> lap 15, you're about done. Yeah, the, the forty, the forty lapper that I ran with you guys and destroyed Brent's back. Yeah, that <laughs> we, hurt. Lap 30, I was just like, "Are we done yet?" I ran a hundred lapper in the street stock twice. Yeah, once at Waterford and once at Dillon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're over those at about lap 40. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so I'm all done just, with this. Get me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun in a car that handles. I'm sure Adam can actually agree with that. Oof. Yeah. I've had a couple of extra distance races that were really bad. One of them was a 150 uh, back when the, they used to do the thunder on the sound. Mm. And for some reason, it just blistered right rears for me that one. And it was just 150 laps of hell. I told Tommy Fox that when I saw him at uh, the Woodstock Fair when they used to have the go-karts and it used to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, two two lots. I didn't I didn't know that fair actually still existed. The Woodstock Fair? I blocked it out of my brain when they got well, rid that's of the track. That's because it's a dry fair, so you don't really give a crap about it. <laughs> oh, so. That's right. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, since they got rid of go karts, I haven't been back. Not it's not relevant anymore. So no, who cares? Don't care. Yeah, I haven't been back since the go kart track got ripped up. Yeah, no thanks to that. I'm with you guys. Yeah, that was the only thing I brought me there is what I could watch go kart racing. I think that was for the same for a lot of people. So anyway, again, I'm sad to see what's going on yet again. The dark cloud follows around the speed bowl, and I heard uh, again Mark uh, Mike Marfio quit. And he announced it during the uh, drivers' meeting this past weekend at the Speed Bowl. So the search for yet another GM begins. Uh, I saw a, actually, I got to dime him out. I saw a funny picture from uh, Mike Sirluca. He posted a bunch of pictures of faces of all the GMs that have been in this era with little X's over their face, and his face was included in it. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> That's like Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. Yeah, and coaches. But um, was well, that a dig at Mike? Because he's a uh, Browns fan, Phil. No, <laughs> in, in a way, maybe I'm a Browns fan too, though, so I can talk shit. Browns fan, this you're never from Cleveland. What sports ball? Doesn't, doesn't matter. I've been watching them since 2014. <laughs> See, it just goes to show you, Phil enjoys pain. You should add that to your dating profile. Maybe you'll get the ladies to really come in. <laughs> uh. And- <laughs> I'll move on. <laughs> I won't mention uh, alligator butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Thompson results. Now I don't even want to know what the hell that was all about. Jesus Christ, where'd you find that? I mean, anytime I see Florida, I have to share it to you because especially it's, it's weird. God, I opened my Facebook. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Nope. Nobody knows what we're referencing, but yeah, we, you, that, that's all you need to know. If, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you probably saw it. Yeah. It's gross, but <laughs> Thanks, funny. Thanks, Adam. Hey, you're welcome. It's gross, but funny. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Good job, Dad. I'm so punchy. Good joke, I can't Good even, joke Dad. I can't even think right now. I'm way too punchy. Take all another right. hit off your vape pen. It ain't working. Trust me. It's super just not driving piece of crap. No, too much pizza. Uh, Thompson results. Many, I didn't get to watch like any races because I was just doing my own thing. And I was sitting there. After the race, I got out of the car, and I said, all right, well, that sucked. The majority so, of these races were pretty clean. So I just... So it was actually a pretty quick watch when I watched it on Speed 51. So anyway, I went to... Uh, Hi, bud. We got out of the car. Oh, I got out of the car. We pulled the hood off, let the thing cool off. It wasn't that hot, but I want to cool it off quick so I can load it. But I said, you know what? None of us have hour. eaten because my cousin and my one of my uncles and my cousin brought one of his yeah. buddies with him to help me out, which helped a lot. So I said, you know what? The hell with it. So we set the grill up and we started grilling and we were there until, Christ, after dark. And that by then there was only like one race left. So we took off to the parking lot to drink beers. So I didn't watch like any racing at all except for the ones I was in because I could see a lot of my race. Trust me. It was a pretty good night of racing overall. I watched on uh, Race in America. Jess, did you have any notes or watch those races at all? Or I watched all of them. Oh, you watched all of them? Okay, yeah, I Jesse watched can, all of them. Jesse Even can, yours. Uh, he can at least quarterback us. Do you want to talk section. about your race first or last? Yeah, we can talk about my race, I guess. Because uh, it's it's kind of funny because Brent didn't talk to me for about two or three days after this race and gave me no <laughs> updates I thought whatsoever. My, I thought our mother gave him some updates or something. I just <laughs> kind of blanked. I, I don't want to usually bother him when he's, especially when he's struggling because I know he's got to focus and concentrate, you know, because he's got to figure out how to 
take care of this thing and get it, get baby running good again. So I kind of leave him alone, but you know, didn't tell me about anything for like two or three whole days. I didn't know anything until I watched the video on, on his YouTube channel. <laughs> it and, didn't go well. Yeah. You know, put all the sharp knives away from me. You know, I was like, God, it was terrible. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I knew it was bad when he didn't talk to me about it. <laughs> yep. Totally blanked on it. Cause I was mad. Anyway, uh, we should talk about my race. So um, I got to watch a lot of it out my windshield. So we'll just say that. Been there. Yeah, that was great. Um, early on, a couple guys got together and a little accordion effect happened, and I tried to get out of it, but I ended up getting into the back of uh, Corey Fanning, and he put for a lazy spin through the infield, and officials called it a racing deal. I would call it a racing deal because – there was a whole lot of action, but nobody crashed, and everybody stopped for a crash that didn't happen. I mean, when, you're, when everybody stops coming off the corner, everybody's foot's already in the firewall. So oh, yeah, it's like, mine was. So it's like, well, what do you expect people to do? It's impossible to not accordion and, and, and stop. So I posted those videos to my you know. new video, or those clips to my new video, just because you could hear me get out of it. But I, I did I did notice that you, you didn't seem to know which way the call was gonna go because when they were trying to reline everybody up, you pulled over to the left. Um no, because Tommy Shea was in the wrong spot and I went down underneath him just so they wouldn't ha- they wouldn't throw the green. Oh, uh, it looked like you were going down to stop, like you thought they were gonna black flag you there. No, I was pulling d- I didn't you know when that wreck happened, or the spin happened, I should say, I just kept going. And a couple guys got by me, and then when they went to reline up everybody at the restart, those people were still ahead of me. And I'm like, was that a completed lap? Because I don't think everybody made it past the line when the caution came out, so I didn't think it was a completed lap. But they counted it as a completed lap, so I lost like three spots. So that was a good kick in the pants for a night that wasn't going well anyway. Um, So I think I got by one or two of those people, but that was pretty much it. It was fairly clean from then on out, um, but again, there was so much garbage rubber all over the track. Like the tour tour type rubber was on the track, and the only lane that wasn't coated in garbage was the apron. Like I tried every lane, and the only one that had any grip at all was the apron. But you can't drive off on the apron, so it doesn't work. And if you go up high, you can only keep your momentum, but you're not in the throttle at all. All you're doing is watching rubber chunks fly in front of you. So it was just one of those crappy, crappy rubber single file races. Um, Ryan Waterman crossed the finish line first in our race. Um, and so did a whole bunch of other people in front of me. But uh, it got interesting in tech inspection. We were sitting there grilling burgers and hot dogs and, you know, drinking waters and stuff, waiting to load up. And <laughs> we see people. Adam, two, two to one uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. What's this all about? What? I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, they're at, they're at home, so they got the the you know the crowd behind them, I guess. So they have something to play for. Unacceptable. There's your hockey update. They they keep scoring the same way every single time. You know that they, they they can only do that one thing and score. They can't score anyway else. Yeah, this is crap. We can't do this. See, people keep asking me when's Adam him, coming on the show, and I'm like, we're just going to talk about hockey the whole time, and it's true. So <laughs> raining. <laughs> I know, Jesse brought it up. Anyway, um, so we hung around way late. We were the first feature. And we hung out, again, after dark. I got my generator going. I got the the lights on and stuff. And I'm like, man, nobody's come back yet. 
you know, we're all full of cheeseburgers and hot dogs and we're waddling around and waiting for cars to come back just to see what tech was. Nobody in the top five is coming back. We're like, what is going on? The mini stocks are starting to line up. They're the second to last race. And then finally, we see cars coming back. And there's a lot of disappointed faces on the people driving them. And I'm like, Uh. I'm looking, I'm like, oh, no, I know that face. I've had that face before. Turns out I walked over to Zach Robinson as he was pulling in because we were pitted right next to him. I intercepted him. And I said, bro, what was tech tonight? And he said they did suspension up front. And I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? What took you guys so long? He's like, oh, three of us got thrown out. I'm like, three? So I'm excited because I didn't finish ninth anymore, and now I finished sixth. I'm like, sweet, that rescued my night pretty well. <laughs> you still posted that sad diatribe. <laughs> that doesn't make up for it. I finished ninth, you know. <laughs> but anyway, he gave me the lowdown. Uh, Ryan Waterman, Scott Sundin, and Zach Robinson were all DQ'd from their top five finishes. Um, no stairway. Denied. Good clip. Uh <laughs> Uh, Ryan had initially won. Sundin had initially finished second, but with their disqualifications, I believe it was for uh, shocks or uh, different numbered shocks because the rule is you have to have the same part number on each side, front to rear. Um, Front to rear could be different numbers, but side to side they have to be the same number, like part number. So, Which to uh, me is an antiquated rule, but... it's. It's to save. It's to save money because you're gonna have guys going through shock technology and buying this specific. Instead of buying and, one pair of shocks, you you're having you, people, mean, you have to buy two pairs of shocks. Right. You have to. Well, not really, but you you got people buying specific shocks for uh, specific corners, and in that division, that means taking it to a specific place to have it tuned up, and you know, have shock specialists tell you what's the best and. It just costs money because now you're buying more and more shocks if you're doing it yourself and you got a whole ton more inventory. So if you buy the same part number, you can't screw around with it. I mean, I did the same thing. Yeah, but that's why we have the rule. So <laughs> that rule's been there for a long time, too. So you're the reason we have rules, Phil. I'm the reason the ball joint rule exists, I believe. Yeah, and I believe Zach said he was, he was uh, DQ'd for ball joints as well that's easy to look at they all look different so yeah so that was first second and fourth in and the sportsman feature that got dq'd i believe yeah. that handed jason chicolis yeah. the win yeah that yeah that uh side to side shock roll has been in the rule book for a long long, long oh, time 20 years at least so I yeah that's been there for a while so i understand I, I mean i understand that uh yeah i understand where the tech guys are coming from and i like that they tech hard i you like know? yeah i don't I, mind it i'm i'm fine because that's that's telling people that they're not running a complete dog and pony show. That they actually do make sure people. It's are yeah, it's a legitimate. It's more legit. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, we like to they, have if a they legitimate wanna, place. If they want to save money on shocks, I know I, I preach the wheelman stuff a lot, but that rule book is really, really well written. We have an A and a B shock for each corner of the car. Hundred thirty dollars a shock. What is that with inflation? $130 a shock. Do you want to get into that with the uh, Michael Bennett quote later? <laughs> yeah. His $130 shocks cost 2500 bucks. We all know that. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. That's exactly what it is. But, but like, we have WM1, WM2 for the front, and we have WMR1, WMR2 for the rear. No big deal. You can run 
You can run any combination you want on any corner of the car as long as those combo those part numbers are what you're using. So it's essentially four part numbers, but they're kind of spec shocks, but you can put them wherever you want. Yep. Sounds we like have a, we we've run a rear shock on the front before. We've sound, run a front shock on the rear. Sounds like a Ricky Brooks rule. Yeah, in it, it what are you gonna have? You're gonna have eight shocks in the trailer so you can try stuff. Yeah, it's not a bad it's not a bad idea. It's a cheap shock. Again, our shock rule's way higher. It's two hundred bucks now. Uh anyway, so that put us again up to sixth instead of ninth. Um Again, I don't fault these guys. They're, it's an easy rule to overlook. It's just that they're really cracking down on any little rule now. So now we know. So I don't claim ignorance hey. one bit. Stop it. Those guys are I'm, veteran I'm, drivers. I race cruise. against these guys still. So I, what? I, I do have to give props, though, <laughs> for try. actually doing tech and you know? disqualifying people for legitimately not being right. I mean, I agree. we need that yeah. to happen in racing. We need more of it. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Props to Joe D and his crew for doing that. I mean, yeah. I hate it because I love Ryan. I love Zach. Scott Sundin helped me out a ton. He's a great guy. But oh, they're, yeah, they're all great guys. I love racing against them. Hey, that's great. Nice try, though, guys. That's cool. <laughs> not like we all, it's not like we all haven't tried. Hey, I have low-friction ball joints on my car right now, but for what I was running, it's legal. You know, right? You were if running I'm New going Hampshire, to bring it yeah. to Thompson and it says in the rule book it's not legal, they're coming off. Right. I still think the ball joint rule is the dumbest thing on earth. It saves you money because they're more expensive. That's just all you you know, we've been preaching saving money at every every piece that we could. That's one of them. So leave it alone. Again, you're, again you're though, you can give op- you can give options. <laughs> Tighten ball joints. If you want to run the low friction ball joints, give them an option. Half inch extended upper and lower. Nope. Whatever. That's your max in the front. Nope. Done. They're stock length ball joints and they're stock. Listen, wheel man, joints. we're not gonna be starting to have front wedges that look like a cheese wheel, okay? No, That's, fuck! I hate that nose. We're not, we're not, we're not doing. This isn't the Wheelman series where we don't run a rear bump where we take the rear bumper cover off either. <laughs> Phil wants okay. racing to be cheaper, but wants us to run more expensive ball joints. Got yeah. it. Okay. No. So. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> How much was a Moog seven two seven K seven two seven? I didn't buy one. I bought the Speedway one. It was sixteen bucks. All right, you go on uh, <laughs> what is it? Left handed website and get one of the Titan ones for twenty bucks. It, still they, four bucks. They're still not that much more expensive, though. Like, it's that's kind of grabbing at things. I got a Moog problem solver on the top, and I got a Speedway K727 on the bottom. I have the same number of shocks up front. I would have passed tech. That sucks. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto. Yeah, that's pretty much right. What's the stock upper number on those? It's it's a 5208, right? Oh, I don't freaking remember anymore. I I still have so much metric stuff in my head. It's sad. I don't remember because I'm just Ooh. like, let's just buy this stock one from Rock Auto that has a name on it. Hey, I want to back up real quick. Not again. We, talking about metric <laughs> stuff. I, I forgot to mention, I got to practice a truck this weekend. Oh, we're that going all the, the way back most, to the beginning. Yeah, that was the most interesting feeling thing I've ever felt. Because that, God, they roll over so much. <laughs> They're very top heavy. Good lord! Yeah, I feel like a foreigner with all you full fender guys talking about this stuff. <laughs> Poor Adam. Get with the program. Buy a fender car. All right, fast car. forward again. Right. Well, Adam you, makes you've more, driven late models. Adam makes more of his own parts than we do on our own car. We have full fenders and bodies and everything. So <laughs> that's fair, right? That's it. Yeah, you we still... build pretty much everything. Now, what do you make? For, what do you guys make? That's like that you guys that normal people would buy. 
Uh, Not that you're unnormal, but I'm just saying that you guys have a machine shop. So guys who would open a book and just pick. Yeah, what would you guys normally? You guys normally make your own parts, but what do you guys make that normally? If you had all the money in the world, you would buy off a shelf. I mean, everybody always buys. You know, most guys buy bodies, buy Nerf bars, buy upper control arms, lower control arms, front bumpers, all that stuff. I build my own bodies. You know, my, my dad builds all the Nerf bars, um, all the lowers and uppers that we have. You know, we, we, we make all that stuff to save us money in the long run. And, you know, I, I've spent multiple winters putting bodies on my car and other people's cars. Your bodies always come out looking good, too. I have, a, yeah. I have another question for Adam. Now, now that you know how to make your own parts and you're really good with the lathe and obviously and all kinds of other instruments of destruction that go into making race car well, parts. Well, if we were using it, it would be destruction. Well, I'd say on fire, but right. that's neither here nor there. We'll gloss over it. Anyway, what do you think about uh, 3D printing coming into this? Do you, what do you, do you think it uh, there would be any kind of place for it? I mean, it's all about what materials you end up using. You know, it depends on the strength of the material. Like you can 3D print some really strong stuff, but until you like actually test it under stress, you're not gonna know. Yeah, I mean, as as a template or whatever, and then you can lathe it to something else. I'm sure if you wanted to copy it with freaking lasers and stuff, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> freaking lasers. Know, that, that's that, that'd be still be too expensive for us. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no school like old school, man. Correct. I like oh, yeah. that stuff. Should get back into results because Jesse's gonna have to drive me through here. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was next? Do we go in order? Or... I don't know. I'm gonna go in my own order, I guess. Go um, in order. Because uh, let's see. I'll go. I don't know what order they ran. Me neither. Because I did my I mean? race first, and then I just I did what order it attention. was when I got home from work <laughs> at like eight thirty at night or whatever it was. Just, we'll get them all. You know, we'll get them all. All right. I'm gonna start with this SK lights because. You know, I kind of I missed the twenty six. I missed the twenty seven cars wreck. I I don't know what happened to Caddick there, but uh, Jangles here. There yeah. we go. I don't know, but this seems like it. it it's a tough division because it's going to be like the new taxi cab division or the new uh, it's the new Thompson modified. The new Thompson modifies because they just have too much tire and not enough power. the The high line is the the right way around it, unless they're extremely fast. Like the fastest car in a racetrack was Johnny O. Yeah. He finished third. Second fastest car on the track was Stephen Chapman. He finished second. The winner, Nathan Pithko, he was the first one to the front. So, and that's usually how it goes in racing, in my opinion. Like an the, F1 race. You're the first fast car to the front, and you you got a golden ticket, man. I've won a couple races that way. You know, that's that's how most of them are in short track racing. Just fast enough to be in the way is fast if enough you're, to if win. If you're a really fast, competitive car, you got a good car underneath you, you're the first to the front, you're going to win a race. So, kudos to him. But it, it's it's tough because he was Johnny O Johnny O seven was the only one I saw make even a pass. They got to be like at least two or three tenths faster than the next car in front of them to make a pass there. Yeah, it sucks. There's no so, power to weight or power to grip ratio. I should. They got to do something, but they, yeah, they just don't have enough power. SKs even kind of. I don't know, Adam. What do you, I don't know what you think, Adam. But from what it looks like to me, even the SKs are like uh, it's a little lacking of power because the top. Is the only way around, and then when you get to the tour type mods, uh, they they seem to be able to pass underneath cars because they got a lot more power. But uh, I don't know what your opinion is on that. 
it's it's all about you know motor to, to tire the sk lights have way too little motor for the tire they're running yeah sk's it's about equal as i always say and then the tour mods like have the the sweet spot like they have they have too much power for the tire so they actually have to kind of meter themselves down so they don't burn it up too soon but the lights in the sk's like the lights should be on a, like an eight inch tire and the SK is anywhere between a 10 to a, maybe a 13 at the most. The, the SK should be on the F45 that the super late models are on and, and the SK light should be on the F70. I think the F45 they run at uh, Bowman Gray. Yeah, I believe that's the tire they run there. Yeah, and I mean, those are full tour type mods and they put on a whale. Of- yeah, they're able to actually... We lost Adam again real quick, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, a tire, that's always what we're preaching is that power versus tire to try you're, to get grip. If you have too much grip, the racing quality degrades heavily. So, again, that's why the sportsman division is so good. We actually have a 7-inch hard tire, and we're able to overpower it. Yeah, the power-to-hand to, to uh, grip ratio is is a lot better. Unfortunately, I'm not smart enough to do the kind of math on that. Mm-hmm. What what horsepower it should be plus whatever the coefficient of friction is, whatever it is, I'm not that smart. I mean, we can also talk about this, but we also got to remember that the mm, Thompson Modifieds run a eight inch tire, and they sucked. Yeah, so and crate motors. It, well, I, I don't know when you when you had like Jay Sundin and Brian Tag and John Lewinsky Lowe all battling it out. Granted, it was only three fast cars at that point in time. Glenn Boss. Yeah, Glenn was there sometimes. Uh, yeah, Glenn, Glenn was, was kind of follow, following along, waiting for them to screw something up. He was he would get in the mix, but not as consistently. It didn't seem like, but but like my point is, those cars actually raced really good when they were close. If they had more cars, it would probably be better because you'd have. Now the more. first year they had a lot of cars. Mm. I don't. They they actually did kind of have a lot, but if you're like Stafford and get thirty of them, then we'll have some competition. <laughs> All, all they really were was like, weren't they a? Me- it wasn't a metric chassis. It was a uh, the GM, the big GM chassis, wasn't it? It could be a manner of different things. It was like the big car or the Camaro or something. It was a stock chassis front clip but, with a two yeah, by for, two. For rear. argument's yeah. sake, it was essentially an asphalt late model of the time or or a little older without a body on it. Hmm. I yeah. think they were kind of akin to like a uh, Imco mod. Yeah, yeah, that's why was... Imco and Pass Modifieds are the same thing, basically. If you're talking in terms of asphalt, it would be a Pass Mod. Made yeah. in Stalingrad. There you go. Finally, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Those Imco Mods, actually, or Pass Mods, whatever they are, actually put on a pretty good show at Seacock. I kept trying to bait him in to do it. He finally got it. <laughs> Damn it, I wanted to hear that so bad. All right, what do we have next? By the way, Nathan Pitko, uh, congrats on your win. Yep, he Jesse ran a did, great race. He did mention it. He's won a couple races this year, I believe, hasn't he? Mm, I don't know. If it's up in New Hampshire, maybe, but I don't know about I, I thought here. he won either at the Bowl or at Stafford he at some point, too. He might have won a Bowl race last year. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Nah, I don't remember. The SKs ran a rare green to checkered. Raised the flag. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Copsick, Owen, and Rocco, which... No one's surprised there. Not even close. Mr. Gator, when are you going up to Thompson next? Yeah, go run a select schedule. <laughs> won't, won't be until the World Series. <laughs> ah, boo. Yeah. 
that middle of the week just doesn't work, you know, when you have to uh, work. Dude, that's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, no. There's only tough. so much vacation time that you can take, you know, before it so, really... Thompson really needs to go back to Sunday shows. I know, and, and what sucks on, on a Sunday show it. is that uh, everybody's money runs out from going to uh, Stafford and, and Waterford on Friday and Saturday and then to the bar later. So I think they would make a choice. I would hope that they leave some for Thompson. But, yeah, uh, I think they would make a choice. I think they would make out better by doing that. But the track will not give anybody who leases the facility any sort of weekend date, unless it's a really big event where they're going to make a lot of money on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna do another. I'm gonna do a Sports Center type highlight for this. Go ahead. But the uh, yeah the the mini stocks ran another one was green to checkered. Ooh, shocker. Yeah, the 94X of Chris Ivory was all over 97 of Dave Trudeau, like a MiG-29 was all over Cougar and Top Gun 1, giving them PTSD and forcing them to quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot the line. Damn it. I've, I've... Go That's back the to line. me, Cougar. Go back to me, Cougar. 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 Pull up, Cougar. Pull up, pull up. <laughs> Now I remember. Three quarters of a mile. Call the ball. Cougar washed out. Yeah. <laughs> Cougar quit. He turned in his wings. Yeah, that's it. God, it's been a while. <laughs> I Has anybody gone to see? Hell no. Top Gun Maverick besides me? Not no, I, I do kind of want to watch it because I heard some people say it was good. Some people, it's a little ridiculous. But yeah, I, I, it looks like the only fun movie that. It does look there, like fun, you know? but no. I'm, I'm, was I'll it any good, Adam? It's good, ridiculous. Like. Good. Some of it's like, okay, yeah, this was kind of unnecessary, but it's still really cool. Yeah. Are they in a pseudo war that's not actually occurring and they're just shooting down MiGs for no reason? No, it's. I heard a the, lot about the, it. It's like Tom, Tom Cruise has to save the program or something. <laughs> We're going to lose the shop. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What was that, uh, Adam? The, the, the. The mission that they end up going on, like, just kind of comes out of nowhere, but it sort of still fits. It's weird, but it's a good movie. I mean, there's a lot of callbacks to the original, so if you've seen the original, you'll you'll enjoy it. If you haven't, I suggest, highly suggest, you watch the first Top Gun. I'd heard that like Val Kilmer has a non-speaking role because he's non-verbal now, like he's doing that poorly, and they still had him in the movie or something, like not speaking it- words. It worked out real well, actually, because they, they played Val's real life situation into the movie. So it, it worked like it, they worked it in pretty well. What happened? I want to know what his real life situation is. It was in the movie now because I know his real life situation was eating way too many hot dogs and drinking way too much alcohol and uh, becoming ridiculously hard to work with and just not taking care of himself and becoming invalid. Isn't he horrifically balding now where it's a really and bad overweight. comb over? <laughs> What happened, man? Oh, we lost Adam again. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm not to take the conversation down, but I believe Val Kilmer has throat cancer. Oh, okay. Well, that would make a lot of sense as to why he's good job. Oh, yeah, he smoked a whole bunch of cigarettes too. Oh, that yeah, makes sense makes too because he smoked a lot. At least, sorry, Adam, you did drop out on us, so we had to have Sid bail us out, but. Uh... I, I didn't hear anything you guys said. So. Well, we're trying to cap. We're, we're we're making do here. So, anyway, that was kind of a downer. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Jess, what was next? Oh yeah, Jesse watched it, so I'm just kicking it to him. 
Let's see, that was uh, SK, SK Lights. Um, I was stuffing my face with cheeseburgers. Late so. models. Yeah, late models. As you can tell. Uh, late models, what was that? Uh, I did write something for that, but I thought I did. Derek Bukaki. I don't even won. remember who won. Derek Bukaki. Yeah, Derek ah. Bukaki won. Glucho- uh, Derek Gluchaki. It was a won. good race between. Yeah, uh, set, yeah, this. 70 Agentes. Lewinsky Lowe was running really good up there, too. Oh, that's right. I remember the crossover move that uh, Gluchaki made now. Yeah. Um, that was perfect. Stuck his nose just high, waited till the center, and just drove straight down the track right underneath Morgan. Yeah. His car looked a little beat up in victory lane. It looks like they had some racing going on. Yeah, there's no love lost between those two. Yeah, so I, well, I think Morgan pulled it out, right? If I remember no. correctly. No, it was no Gluchaki Glu- Glu- got it. Morgan... Yeah, Morgan was not happy. I remember it now. Yes, Derek Bukaki won. Yeah. It, yeah was it, was good, a, it was a good race, but it was some hard, old-school, door-to-door banging fenders racing. And so I think all we got left I think all ones. we got left was the Tour Mod racing. Yeah. Outlaw Open Modifieds. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan Priest and, and Mike Christopher Jr. were top two all race long. You know, they had a, they had a, a, a yellow with seven to go, second restart. Woody spins the tires and spun coming out of four. And um, the handles went a little squirrely there for a little bit. For who? Oh. Uh, I think uh, I think Woody. Oh, Woody started to lose handles? Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if uh, Priest had the super late model motor in there again, the one that he was running at Stafford. I thought he broke it last week. I, I they talked about a vibration or something, or he did on the on the broadcast, but never heard anything else about it. I'd be curious about that option because it looked really fast for it. Adam, I don't know if you looked up the price when they were talking about it. It's only a twenty thousand dollar motor. Only uh, that's the first time hearing. So that's actually you know for a for a big big power car, big power motor. That's actually cheap. Yeah. Like. I was looking it up. It's like eighteen or nineteen thousand dollars on the website that that Ryan mentioned on the broadcast, and I was like, "What? This can't be true." Yeah, I mean, most of them tour type motors are running. They got to be fifty to sixty. Oh, they're they're that little? I thought they were fifty to sixty. I mean, some of them. I mean, depends on who you go to, really. I mean, you can get a decent one for thirty to forty, but if you go to maybe the like I don't know Hunter or something like that, it's probably up in the fifty to sixty range. Because Hutter makes you buy two. <laughs> oh, actually, okay. I actually sent it to you, Brent, at some point on Facebook. Oh, Let me see if I can shit. find the exact price. I don't. Well, I, mean, I don't remember reading it. That's the problem. So, Billy the Kid's doing the same thing for them dirt guys because you know they run you know, three or four shows a week almost, so they need a constant refresh. So Billy's like, "You're buying two, so you can run the one." And when you need that refreshed, you send it back to me. You put the other one in, and then you just rotate. So he locks See, you in, sense. basically. Yeah. He kind of pigeonholes you as a customer. Oh, okay. Uh. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're not gonna if not gonna refresh your motor, then why buy it? Yeah. You know? That's fair, but yeah. Well, I'm not buying. It also it. saves Billy from having to, you know, take a motor, tear it down, and turn it around in a day. Yeah. yeah so he called quicker, it the GM. You know? He called it the GM equalizer. And uh, it's listed on McGuinnegill Engines, M-C-G-U-N-E-G-I-L-L Engines.com for $18,475. Is that a North Carolina-based place? 
It must be. Has to be. I I just had the screenshot that I sent you, but I have no idea. That's that's a game changer if that if that works out and and it's that competitive. I don't know. He was in second. I mean, it's got to be pretty decent. I mean, he he drove through the field like everybody was tied to trees at Stafford. Yeah, and then just a little problem, but otherwise at Thompson he did it, the same thing, just ran it. it. And the problem could have been something as simple as a loose flywheel or something. Or it could Never be know. just a weight off a wheel. Who the hell knows? Um, yeah. I don't even know if they do that anymore. Yeah. So anyway, who won that race? So yeah, Mike Christopher in the last restart. I, I like what he did there on the last restart because he he show, he was usually on the bottom the whole night long, which is sometimes on the on a different side. You know, sometimes most of the time those guys choosing outside. But uh, the, on the last restart, he did opt to choose for the uh, the top side. And I think I know why, because Matt Swanson, though, running very well, uh, yeah, Christopher looks like he had him covered, and Keith Rocker was coming. And when Keith Rocker was third, you move to the outside, that puts a buffer between yourself and Keith Rocker because you put you the second-place guy directly in front of the third-place guy that's coming, and when he has to fire first, all he has to do is get cleared, then he could gain some separation. I did that to you once. Yeah. <laughs> Do that all the time, you know? So, yeah, so Mike Christopher ended up winning that one in the 7NY. Yeah. It was a good race. Yeah, he's had a, a great run in that Bald, uh, Tommy Baldwin equipment this year so far. Uh, let's see. Go to Let's go to Stafford because we're really taking a long time here. Well, good thing that the national guys had a week off. Yeah, good thing Christ. they had the weekend off, huh? All right, so uh, we usually buzz through them anyway. All right, let's go through this. Street Stocks. Nick Hovey finally gets the bad luck out and wins the feature. Uh, it was a green to checker race after a yellow on the initial start that sent uh, Chris Daniel Chuck and his Chris Daniel truck to the pits for leaking. Um, his, <laughs> I can't the, tell. That thing looks the same going frontwards and backwards. That thing has as long a trunk as my car does. Um, <laughs> it's got a second hood. I've made fun of myself, too. It's okay. Uh, Bertolette broke late in the race, and he will give up his points lead. Uh, there was decent physical street stock action all over the track, but uh, nothing too over the line. It was nice to see. Uh, good hard racing. I liked it. It was a good one. So uh, congrats to uh, Nick Hovey. They must have salted their doorstep and had a priest come and sage their garage like I told them to. Yeah, His poor mom was in the hospital, unfortunately. She couldn't even be there for it. That sucked. She probably got smoke inhalation from all the sage burning. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. That was mean. No, I'm just kidding. She's, I hope she's all right. Uh, anyway, late models. Adam Gray wins again. I believe that was his third in a row, which is, in all terms, tough to do, especially with tire restrictions and you know very competitive fields and such. But yeah. uh, uh, let's see. The field was definitely noticeably shorter this week. I believe Chris Meyer wasn't there, and one of the Rays wasn't there. And um, it was only eleven cars, right? Yeah, which sucks because they had decent car counts. They were up towards the twenty mark earlier this year, and now they're hovering around ten. So I don't know what happened, but uh, um, there was only one yellow for a single car spin. Uh, Tom Fern had a bad night, lost a tire, had to pit under green, lost a whole bunch of track position. I think he lost like five laps. Tough night for him again. Um, I believe Kevin Gamacorda might have said something about him in, in uh, his podium interview, and I'm like, dude, just let it go. You know, just stop it. Stop 
adding fuel to the fire, even if you guys didn't do anything. So let's just move on. Well, here. it's big brewing, you know. So they're both living front free in each other's heads, you know. Yeah. Just go back to your own house, but you know it's easier said than done. Correct. But heat. if you finish ahead of somebody, you should be happy. So Alexander Pearl continued his streak in the SK Lights and his flowing mullet visited Victory Lane in back-to-back events. Good job, buddy. Good job, buddy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He hates that. <laughs> anyway, uh, yet another fairly clean event, minus a turn one incident that put Bob Charland to the back. And uh, then it's... later in the race, he would be part of the, another incident where he was in the turn three wall. It's funny because I thought he was far enough alongside on the first three wide, but... Uh... Guess not. Without spotters or anything, it's kind of impossible to to know who how far underneath it is unless with I I would I'm not well. very well read in the field of modified racing, which is why we have our guest on today. Uh, but I would think that it's very difficult to stick a wheel under somebody into a corner without a spotter. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of those guys run spot mirrors, but. You mean blind mirrors? Yeah. I run one just to know where I am on the racetrack, but people still call me a blocker. But anyway. Adam, we lost you again. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's still talking. Oh, he's back. Did I, did I drop out again? Yeah, you dropped out again. That's I'm why sorry. we're all using sign language. We're, if we start doing this, that means we can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> he probably can't no. see us either. Sorry, you start, go back to spot mirrors. Yeah, go back to spot so, mirrors and start again. So those guys have spot mirrors. So it kind of gives you a, a view as to where they might be. But like, it takes a long time driving a modified to just be able to feel it out you know, without even using a mirror, like you can kind of hear the guy's engine and stuff like that. But that's, how, yeah, but that's how precise really would it, is it really in an enclosed cockpit car to hear the, the, the person next to you, especially when your mufflers are right next to you. You can kind of, cause not everyone's motor sounds the same. So you can kind of pick out the pitch sometimes. Yeah. But with um, crate motors and the same exact headers and the same exact mufflers, I'd say it's, probably pretty difficult yeah i mean and uh, and they have a gear rule so everyone's engine sounds the same too it's yeah i mean i guess tough because i've never run anything with a crate it's always been sk so everything's everyone has like a different pitch because not all the guys run the same headers or the mufflers and whatever but you know you can kind of also feel it out by you know Oh, we lost him again. Can't hang you. I can't hang you. That's probably offensive, but whatever. They can't hear it. Uh, Helen Keller's going to sue us. I know, completely. Oh, he's back. All right, good. Hey. Yeah, we lost him again. Yeah, I kind of figured when I all I saw was Jesse's face and he wasn't moving. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. We're really bad at this. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, they need spotters. Sorry, guys, but we're just not gonna we're not gonna leave that hill. Limited. I mean, yeah, go ahead. You see what happens at the bowl, though. They have spotters there, and it's just as bad. Yeah, but like three quarters. Take all the mirrors out. Three quarters of that field is no. B squad anyway. So I mean, dirt cars don't, don't have mirrors, often, do they? So. Nope. 
and a lot of those guys just are just respectful. You know, if you ever watch a sprint car race, they don't have like actual nerf bars to beat on each other. And when they throw a slider, they make sure they clear. And if they don't, they do their dandest to try and not hit the guy. Well, a sprint car and uh, and a super modified aren't in closed cockpit either, so you don't have you any sound around. reverberating. Yeah, you can go like this. <laughs> you can look around. Yeah, but you, you can also hear a lot better without the sound bouncing off the roof. That's true. Yeah. The roof? The roof. Welcome to I New England. I mean, Welcome to the, New England. Where have you been? Where rough. are you? And I'm so friggin' sorry. <laughs> Go to Donkeys. Get some combis tonight. I need <laughs> I some I coffee and pizza. <laughs> I mean, the, the sprint car guys have that wing down low on the side so they can't see and i don't know much about the the hearing because they're even louder than like sks so yeah but they can at least get to the side of each other very quickly and then you know they're there it's not a gradual kind of i'm here and then i'm slowly pulling up it's just they can fire it in and yeah it's easy to be side by side in a sprint car when you have to use one very far high side and then one very far low side not yeah that's usually what it ends up being yeah. Well, I mean, you, you end up seeing them get door-to-door, and they still don't really hit each other. And, and that goes to a thing that you guys have mentioned before, is just respect. Yeah, you have to, because you don't want to be upside down with your head buried in the mud somewhere. You don't want to do that, and somebody else you don't want somebody else to do it to <laughs> you either. I don't want my head buried in to the mud. To be fair, that happens in pretty much all of dirt racing except the UMP modifieds. Well, that's because they're slow. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> they're slow, but oh my god, they sound good. <laughs> oh, they do, yeah, they're amazing. So we should move on to fendered cars again. Uh, limited late models. Kevin Cormier led a ton of this race. Started, Where did he come from, anyway? Who is I don't he? No, he's he's a newcomer to the division from the last two years, and he has a lot of speed now. He's just got to get it to handle at the end of the race because uh, he led a, again a lot of this race. Started to lose grip late. Rich Hammond took advantage. And he went on to take the win. I believe he's got the points lead. There he is. Gary Patnode kept it together and finished on the podium. So he must hey, have, he must have gotten go. what we said he needed uh, last week. So congrats, Gary. All right, SKs. Keith Rocco showed up in the heat race, but as they make progress on that car, they aren't quite there yet, I guess, because... In another fairly clean race, except for a couple minor incidents, uh, the Hummel Hot Dogs number 11, the Raceworks car, driven by Corey DiMatteo this year, was able to get to the front and stay there, and he won. After Why did Owen have to start last? last? Who was that? Why did Todd Owen have to start last? Oh, I missed why. I missed it, you know, and I didn't bother going back to the heat races because my internet stinks almost as much as Adam's tonight. I was going <laughs> to say, he probably di- either didn't make weight after or, the heat race, or maybe missed the drivers' meeting, and there's some, know. yeah, some behind the scenes reason I'm sure, but were they checking ride height? I don't know if they do that in SKs anymore. <laughs> in some places, I don't are you know. trying to imply something? <laughs> well, a lot of guys, uh, maybe, S- maybe SKs ride height matters a ton. Why do so. you have ride height and everyone else isn't? So forget anyway. it. So uh, <laughs> Brian Arducci finished second. Smarten up, dude. <laughs> That's it. By the way. Brian Narducci finished second, kept his top five finishes going temporarily uh, because today we learned that he was dropped from the finishing order after being disqualified for having an illegal transmission. Details I'm not sure of, but that's what I was told by a press release. Yeah, no lightning of internal parts, no gun-drilled input uh, 
output no shaft. drilled shafts yet, none of that yeah. stuff. So apparently he had been bounced for an illegal transmission. And that's a trend. All three tracks, like we said, had bounced somebody in tech this weekend. Yeah, That's a good thing. It it's is a, a good thing. We I mean, need tech. I, I hate hate to see it, but I, I'm going to say right now that that transmission isn't why he's been running that good. I'm guaranteeing it probably isn't. I'm thinking it doesn't hurt because it won't hurt. when you have the power coming off the corner like that, yeah, the car has to go in the corner, and the car has to rotate through the corner, but that car comes off the corner awful hard. Yes. So that... But that also could be handling and that he can just mat the throttle. And, and if that weight is missing out of the transmission, you could put it somewhere else. Yeah, something so uh, Probably not a lot of weight, though. It's probably something I've noticed about Brian is that he's really good at waiting for the car to get pointed and putting the power down. Yeah, I mean, again, it, I don't think it's going to matter as much as people really think. But again, rules are rules. You got to stick to them. Well, Brent, like, less rotating weight is more power. Oh, I know. Oh, for sure. Oh, I know. But trust oh. me, I've run I've run stuff with, like, lightweight clutches and stuff before, and I didn't really feel much of a difference. So, I mean, it's it's you'd have to remove a ton of weight to really make a difference. I mean, in those things, I'm sure when it's razor thin and everybody's running the same stuff, any specific little advantage is going to help. Well, you also got to think it's probably a two-speed transmission in there, too. It's probably. A lot of them guys run the Richmond or the Jericho. Yeah, you can run those. I know you can run the Jerichos now, too, which is so, cool. Any, any weight you can take out of that is even more so because it's just it's only the two forward gears. Out. Now. You don't run reverse? Well, I mean, you got two forward and one <laughs> reverse, but you got the two forward. I thought you said only two forward gears, and I was just very confused. Well, My fault. So anyway, we'll move it on to Waterford. Again, if you're interested in watching these, these these videos are available over at the Speedball History website or um, Facebook page and such, and you can go watch that um, if you like them on Facebook. I think Mr. DiMaggio is editing them right now. He's working on stuff. Or it's a wedding. <laughs> what are we talking about? Sorry. Oh, editing, about- just Speedball videos. Got, they're up Sunday morning, guys. Uh, come on. I told you. <laughs> I meant this week's Long ones. I'm done with those. He's already done them. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're over yeah. at Speed Bull History Facebook page and such. No. Come Sorry, on, Chris. Unlike, the, unlike the 40 cameras we bring for Sid's View, those are one camera. Yeah. Easy peasy. Are they on the same uh, YouTube channel or is that just I Facebook get one thing? and a half days of work off and I spend no, it mostly in the No, they are on yard. the brand new Speed Bull History YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Let's open up another channel. So yeah. I was going to say, oh, I was going to give that address out, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Speed Bull History. There you go. So the Speed Bowl, it's just a straight up like race video. This is basically what it is without the extra work of uh, in-car cameras and uh, SID commentary and turn four camera and stuff like that. It's just straight racing videos. So you can catch up on those from Waterford. All right. I didn't catch much of these races. Jess, did you catch? I was so, I'm, I've been so busy tearing. No, I didn't catch apart, anything so. because I, I put in my eight hours on my day off in my yard cutting down trees. I also had doctor's appointments and such yeah. all day, and I spent this is all like Sunday my out. only day off. I was away. From, it sucks. Literally away from home all day Sunday and today, so I couldn't catch them. But I got the winners. I sold my soul to the company store. <laughs> do, 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 do. You could just play it again if you want. I mean, I don't have it up. I closed the window, it. so all right. whatever. I had to, to add limit. That's fine. 
All right, Waterford's mini stocks. Bill Sylvia went back to victory lane very quickly after his first win this year. Uh, I think he took like what one week off, finished second, and then came and fit and won again. So yep. he's on a tear right now. They've got that car going. Um, let's see, Legends cars. Brody Monahan picked up his second win of the year. I again missed the race. Sorry. Um, I've, I gotta watch these videos. I gotta find time to watch these things over at youtube.com slash speedball history. Did Mitch do so, a write up this week? I uh, probably did, but again, I haven't been anywhere on on Facebook, Instagram, nice. anything. I my phone was at ninety percent yesterday, which means I didn't touch the thing, which is very rare for me. So, speedball trucks I heard got very interesting. <laughs> Uh, I heard that there was some kind of a drama going on between Leaders Late, which also was a theme this weekend. Uh, Tyler Chapman was able to win, but I'd heard that like Ed Ryan got hit by a lapped car or something, or lapped truck, I should say, and knocked out of the way for the lead. Um, and I guess Tyler was able to squirt through, and Bertolette also managed to get through. But um, I was also told that Bertolette got DQ'd as well for engine for, for engine issues or something, and I'm not sure. I was not told details. Aren't they all crate motors in that division or no? Supposedly. I think there's an option for other ones. Yes. But was it Marshall? Is... No, it's was not Marshall. Marshall doing tech? No, it wasn't Marshall this week because he didn't put wow. him on a dyno for some stupid reason. Uh, anyway, so again, I think that there was some sort of... Again, every time I hear like secondhand drama, I always get it wrong. Like the Stafford fight, and I said that Waterman was involved. It was the only the only reason he was involved was it happened in his pit. It was between completely different people, so he wasn't really involved, and he ended up getting suspended. But anyway, um, so I got that wrong. So I'm probably wrong about this too. So who knows? But Tyler Chapman got the win, and uh, I guess Bert is going to drive the 48 truck next week. I'm not sure. I guess they're leaving the 151 home. I don't have any clue what's going on. Ask those people. All right. Late models, Ray Christian III doesn't break down, and he wins the late model race uh, after, I believe, he got spun out of the lead or fighting for the lead. I think he's done breaking down, bro. I think he's probably done. I think he's got it figured out. (laughs) Yeah, but we have to have a recurring theme. I know. Jimmy Boyle is really racing trucks, so we've got to have a new joke. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I know. But I just think he's done. Jimmy Boyle almost wins in tech this week, which which is what our joke would be. But we need a new joke. So Ray Christian's our new joke. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> Ouch. He wins though, so it's all good. Yeah, it's not really a joke. It's just a. I mean, so did Jim. Thing. It's just a running. Well, Jim did win too, but yeah, it's just a running thing. We have to keep it going. Anyway, all right. So I guess the SK Light race got very interesting because, uh, geez, I feel bad for him because, uh, what is it? I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on names here again. It's just me. Uh, Nick Hovey was taking the, he took the SK light out to Waterford because he runs the SK light down there, but nobody else or nowhere else, I think. And um, he led like every lap of this race, except for coming out of turn four for the checkered. And that's when Jake Hines was able to get around the outside of him and steal the win from him. But you know what? We need to sit here and we need to praise Nick Hovey because. Oh, absolutely. He did it old school. He said, okay, you're going to get a lane, but you're only going to get the top lane. If you can get around me, you get around me. And that's what happened. He says, "All anybody else would have just washed the guy up 
or ran him in the marbles to protect the lead. But he ran the guy honest and hard. He gave him a lane, and the guy got by him, and he beat him. And that's just racing. That happens. You know? I respect that. Yeah. He didn't run the guy out. He didn't wreck him. He didn't move him into the marbles. He just raced him. Yeah. Did he, lo- did he lose the race? Yeah. But you know what? He gained respect. And that's the right way to do it. You know? Mm-hmm. Jake Hines probably didn't do anything to him except get to his outside clean. And he gave him a lane. And they raced it like men. And I appreciate that. We got two young kids out there racing like men. I appreciate that. So I have to call that out. Need more of that. Yeah, because you see a lot of young guys in racing who just go out there and just bomb off and just wreck cars or break parts or you know move people out of the way, and it sucks, and I hate it. Adam but knows about that. These guys cool. are not doing that. Oh, we lost Adam again. Yeah, and he's, he's gone. back. Yeah. It, oh, he's back. Okay. You don't, you don't see much respect shown in the modified divisions now. It's honestly, it goes back to Troyer making them big wide bars and people just be able to like, you know, use them like a door on a late model and slap guys out of the way. They, we, we've talked about that a bunch. Oh yeah. It's like helmets and hockey. I say, take the nerf bars completely off them. Run them like Indy cars. If you're a man, you'll run it clean. <laughs> like I said, helmets and hockey. Everybody started hitting each other. I don't know, Adam, how does that helmets. sound? That looks like a little hesitation there without <laughs> running door bars. <laughs> you need I at mean, least one. You got to have something to fill in the gap because that's a big gap right there i i I think it would work if the chassis was wider and it was more centered it wasn't offset well then you'd have a late model yeah (laughs) but no but i mean open wheeled centered kind of like an indy car whereas in the modified you're literally up against the left side door bars i don't want exhaust headers getting ripped off no yeah Yeah. those are those are expensive it's the cars are fine the way they are just run zoomies no the cars are fine (laughs) the way they are we just need drivers to be more respectful that's yeah. all. Teach your kids better. Oh, sh- I did it again. All right, so <laughs> SKs. Timmy Jordan went back to victory lane. I'd heard from some of his crew or something that they'd uh, still had residual damage from when the car went into the catch fence last year. Oh, and, that's the same car? Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's the same car. Oh. And uh, they said they I found it. I didn't know it. that. It's front and rear brakes. Front and rear clip. They said they found whatever was wrong, and he went to Victory Lane this weekend. So congrats to Timmy and crew. That's awesome and impressive. I didn't think that was the same car. I guess it is. Uh, hey, while you're in there, can you hit me up with some water? <laughs> Get away from People that, People are boy. still amazed that I have the same car from the flip. Well, you didn't really hurt the roof too bad, did you? Well, it... It wrecked the uh, down bars on the cage. Oh yeah, it came down on the windshield. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that kind of hurts. So we had to replace. We had to replace the whole right side down bar from the back hoop all the way to the the rail. Well, if you had an Evans chassis, you wouldn't have had that problem. <laughs> if I had the Evans <laughs> chassis, it would have snapped the front hoop right off. Probably yeah. So ignore my comments, okay? I only know enough to be a mildly ignorant. So please find it charming. All right, so we can talk about this real quick because we're getting towards the end. we got to wrap this thing up as fast as possible. The J.B. Fortin-Matt Hirschman drama at Monadnock. Did anybody else see this? Yep. Now, I only caught a little clip of this, and I know that Matt Hirschman was leading the Doolittle Dog 200 at Monadnock. I I just caught the ending of it. (laughs) That's all you needed to see. And I I guess Justin Bonsignor was like second, and J.B. Fortin was going a lap down, which, by the way, if you saw him race at... What was it? Uh, the Pennsylvania track there, Jennerstown. What did he finish third? 
Didn't he finish third at Jennerstown? Some high like that. Something podium, yeah. some top five. Whatever. Yeah, and he's going a lap down here. So it's like, well, okay, that means shit happens. But um, what was your opinion? Because I don't really know. I, I have no idea. You want my opinion? Go give it. I don't care. He knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Except that. Did he have some kind of beef with Hirschman before? I'm not I, sure what happened. I don't there. know, but to me, I see a river guy, riverhead guy helping a riverhead guy. Whether I, I don't think Justin had anything to do with it, but so why some, bother help somebody out and take all that flack and get no like benefits so from it? Let me you know? see. Let me just posit this question here, real quick, Phil. If you say you're racing at Thompson Speedway, you have a guy from Dudley, Mass, sitting at another shop. You're going a lap down. That guy's fighting for the lead. Are you blocking the other guy? I think he'd rather see Justin win than Matt. There's got to be something going on there. There's got to be something going on, too, because I think, in my opinion, it's not like he just like looked in the mirror and go, oh, wait a minute, there's a 60 car. He's just, I. He, this is the first time I've seen him coming. Not nearly like the last three laps where he was almost to the bumper. Yeah, so this, it's not like his spotter wasn't telling you leaders on your bumper. Yeah, so don't. I'm sorry, but and when you're already a lap down or whatever it is, however many laps down, I don't even know how many I, it was down. I, I saw someone on Twitter Twitter comment, "Nice awareness, JB," and I'm like, "Oh, he was aware." I think he was fully aware, and he rode the thing up. So that's the think, end of that. Why the hell would he come off the bottom like he did? He came an entire groove right up the track. I don't know. Whatever it is, there had to be something in him that to give him some form of endorphins or whatever to, yeah, I mean, to do that. You know, <laughs> I I love watching Bonsignor. I love the fact that he won the race, but they, something was going on there. That that wasn't fair to Matt. Matt should have won that race, and I don't know. I'm getting opinion. Go. The optics are very very bad on that one. <laughs> I like that. I like very, that. Very bad. The optics are I mean, very bad. I agree. I saw he posted something saying about oh it happens in racing, but I watched the highlight of it and it did. It was not uh, a lap car should not be running the leader like that. And even after he ran him up, he was still in front of him as Justin was dry, you know in the lead. So it it just did not look right. Yeah. You know, some, like you guys said, something was going on there. There had you know, to be. You know what else happens in racing? You get hooked head on into the Widowmaker if you do that shit. Well, yeah, he didn't. That's, uh... <laughs> well, he didn't. Well, not, not now. yet. No. Not yet. I think we I lost him again. I don't think Hirschman's got that in him. I don't think he would do that. No, he wouldn't. We'll wait for Adam to come back. But, uh, the good good pose. I wonder what he's looking at. Probably the hockey game. Nudies. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Looked away. It's 5-2 Tampa now, and it's not looking Holy good. Holy Colorado. crap. There's your hockey update. Ugh. Yeah, I turned it off. So, yeah, Justin Bonsignor ended up winning that race, and uh, oh. Matt Hirschman was unhappy, which I don't blame him for. By the way, we should mention a few notables from Seekonk. Uh we did mention the passing of Tom Scully Sr. last week. And this week, his son, Tom Scully Jr., won the Pro Stock race. And if you watch the video over at the Seekonk Speedway Facebook page, it's uh, it'll bring a tear to your eye because he gets out of the car and he just kind of chucks the uh, um, 
checkered flag over his roof and he's just you could tell he's doesn't want to show emotion but he's just like it's one of those things where it's like he doesn't want to be there but he's you can't help it yeah you can't help it he's i mean i've i've won after my father died and that was a very emotional moment but he did it literally one day after his father's funeral one day yeah it's storybook stuff right there that's That's tough it's awesome for him yeah it's really good yeah Obviously, he didn't give much of a speech, um, but the how, uh, how could you? Yeah, I mean, how, you just spend that time with your family. You take your pictures. That's a really emotional time. But I, you know, kudos to those guys and everybody involved in that team and family, and they just keep persevering. And it's a really cool story. I figured I'd bring I, that up. I, I've pictured in my head what I would do in that situation. I just, I, I'm happy for him. He deserved that. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. You know, again, I've been through it, but it was a year, like a year afterwards. But uh, I can't imagine a day, you know. Yeah. Um, I do note that Chad Baxter made it back to Sportsman Victory Lane. I remember last year he I did won, see like, that. he won like everything, and this is his first win of the year. So, has he been running there all year? Yeah, he's been there all year. Has he? Yeah. Um, it was a Must triple have crown. Just been race. a little off. Yeah, this was a triple crown race, or the competition level got higher. But, uh, yeah, he won. Chase Belcher won the late models. Uh, let's see. Barry Shaw won the trucks. Uh, let's see. I figured I'd mention Seekonk real quick after we t- talked about the tour. Because I love Seekonk, and I want to make it back there very soon. Uh, I tried to go to, <laughs> to add the cherry on top to my week, I tried to go to Lebanon Valley this weekend. Uh, bought tickets in advance and everything. Weather report looked great. It was about, I don't know, 58 degrees in New York. So we dressed warm. We had tower tickets. So we were out of the weather and dirt and noise and everything. And we had food service and we're settling in and everything's great. And then I look at my radar. There was a 2% chance of rain, they said that night. Two. I looked at my radar, pop up shower, just north of the track headed our way. It comes and hits right after qualifying starts and washes the track out. And we're going home already. Two and a half hour ride to New York on zero chance of rain, and we got rained out. <laughs> so that's fun. So I get to try again this weekend. I'm not even going to take the day off work. I'm just going to come home, collect the wife, and go back up and try again. Me- meanwhile, in Florida, we're sitting at the racetrack on Saturday watching thunderstorms just <laughs> blowing up to our north and they coming just, towards us. They're rushing yeah. the show, rushing the show, and they go, whoop. Go right on by. Right Right around us. Never got a drop. Yep, so that put the cherry on top of my week. I should have mentioned that Forget earlier. Forget it, I quit. <laughs> Brent, was it a uh, big show up there or just a regular Saturday show? It was like a special pro stock show. Okay. Yeah, they had like a 23-lap race and a little extra money to win. They had big block modifieds. I think 358s had the night off. They had the sportsman modifieds. Uh, they had, the again, pro stocks, and I think they had street stocks. Pro stocks are probably one of my favorite dirt classes to watch. They're kind of a niche, niche, whatever the fuck the word is. Niche market division, though. Yeah, yeah. there's not many of them, are there? Uh there's uh, not bad. It's, it's in the kind teams. of funny because doesn't the pro stocks look like a late model division? They do, but the late model would be more of a pro stock. It's like a dirt car. wedge body. It's yeah. all about language, <laughs> you know. I mean that uh, pro stock that Lebanon Valley runs is a dirt car division. Yeah. 
Oh, it is a dirt car division? Dirt yeah. car brand division. Trademark, copyright. I got you. So it's more, yeah. there's a lot Registered. of them out in the Midwest probably then. Most likely. I mean, I I only really follow the, the dirt car big blocks. So I was up at Lebanon Valley for that show, which yeah. was, I think, the king of the spring. Ooh. Yeah, uh, so we're going again this weekend. Tower seats are cool, but if I'm if I'm honest... It's worth the 20 bucks because you get your own bathrooms and they have food service up there, so you never have to really leave the tower. But I would give a word to the wise, sit further back in the tower. Right on the glass is kind of hard to see because I got glass seats thinking I could actually see, but I got like, you have to sit back and kind of bob your head because the glass is kind of warped and it's a little distorting, you know, so sit back a little further. But it is nice. Uh, There's no bad place to sit at Lebanon Valley anyway, and the place is amazing. I love going there. So, anyway, we were talking about something else except for me getting rained on again. I totally missed uh, the SRX SRX race at Five Flags, which is completely out of character for me because usually I watch that over anything That was on two? Exactly. That's what I said. Dude, how about some friggin' marketing cross channels or something? We knew all about the SRX races last year. Now, this year, I didn't even know that they were running. I watched the Put an ad on TV during a NASCAR race or something. Put it on... You know, even put it on Flow or, or or Race America or something. I mean, this is unacceptable. I, last week, I, I missed the whole 24 hours of Le Mans. I missed it, too. I didn't even know it was running. I didn't running. even know it was on. Didn't yeah. know, know it was running. Yeah. Everybody relies too heavily on social media for their advertising. That's not the way to do it. I mean, it's like people have to go out and find it, and I want it to be spoon-fed to me. Look, like when a you baby. rely on social media for your marketing, you're essentially doing this. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You're, it's it's, it's lazy. You, you're putting blinders on. That's it's, all you see is what's in front of you. That's it's it. lazy. Yeah. I had no idea they were even running. And I usually and I ended up watching how the they work out for you. Yeah, I watched the truck race at Knoxville, which I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is boring. One groove racing. Didn't even know. Yeah. They did a little bit better with track prep this year to try to get the top to come back down a little bit. But eh, it wasn't very uh, fun to watch. So Helio won that race, and he w- he didn't even have a ride the day before. He just hopped on an airplane and said, "Hey guys, find me a car. I'm on my way." <laughs> they probably had a backup if, one for him. The uh, well, they did, but they had to have all the graphics printed by a local company. the The track manager ended up finding a graphics mm-hmm. company, got it all wrapped up, and and he showed up just in time for practice. But it was I watched it. It was a pretty damn good race. I did get to see the the ending of it, and. Uh, it was a great race. Like there was a lot of really neat racing between like uh, Newman and Canaan, and um, those guys were like three wide at some point. It was pretty awesome. Was, any high energy track like Five Flags Waterford uh, four seventeen down here with the sweeping corners seemed to put on the best type of racing for cars like that. Yeah, and those cars race a, really cool too. Anytime you got to stop a car in the corner and wait for it to point like that, that's, I don't know, that's when you get the bullshit bullring bashing. So I'm going to start, I, I need to go on my social medias. We lost you. No, oh, we lost him. He's trying to make a point. We lost him. I got him back. No, wait, we what? Lost, oh, we lost him. Oh, no, oh, he's back. He's back. Whatever back. you were trying to say, repeat it. I mean, I was just going to say, I actually miss the fact that Slinger isn't on the SRX schedule because that was a good show. That, is a yeah, cool that was Ready? a great show. 
Slinger seems like you can carry some roll speed through the center more than some of these other tracks, though. It's it's more of a it races more like a speedway for as small and weird as it is. Yeah, you want to talk a bull ring? That's a bull ring. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much speed you. It looks like they can carry through the center there. It's probably because of the banking. By the way, have you heard about this series? Not to go off topic, but have you heard about this series, the Grand National Super Series, down south? Hell, I've never even heard about it. No, well, it's basically a series where yeah, I know crickets, but yeah, it's a, it's one of these startup series I think that is like it's old, like steel body, Arca, uh, K and N or Bush North or whatever type of cars, but it's like. They don't update them. They look the same, you know, from like 2005. Hmm. I saw Frank Kimmel ran it, and he won a race. Jeremy Mayfield just won both features at uh, Franklin County Speedway in the series. And it's it's like a time machine. These cars are, like I said, mid-2000s, Arca or K&N, East or West or whatever cars, or Arca East or West now, I guess they're called. So they look pretty neat. Figured I'd mention it. Yeah, I think, I think I may have heard a blip about it, but I need to also it's I need to see like, some advertising about it's it. And kind of like what the Hooters Pro Cup series used to be. Yeah, what I was, mean, what was could, tech for that race? Did he have to pee in a cup? I hope so. <laughs> they probably mixed it up though. It's it's not going to be his fault. Don't worry. Huh. I, th- I thought Adam would like that one. <laughs> that or yeah, flashlight that tech. That was a good one. It's okay. It's not NASCAR. He can run it. Uh, no. So well, it's the wrong era. Two thousand five stinks. Make it 1985. He's got meth injection. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's he's progressed to that now. That's a dangerous slope. (laughs) Meth injection. I'd rather see... (laughs) Shadow puppets. (laughs) Baby. 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 No. Our YouTube crowd's going to love this. (laughs) We're oh, there he goes. That. He's back. Oh, he's back. back. Completely missed your point again. Anyway, I said I'd rather see the car Bush cars from 1985 than cars from 2005. My man. That's fair. Complete with the V6? Yes. Oh, yeah. Buick V6. Yeah. Especially a V6. Yeah. They sounded so awesome. By the way, we didn't finish the SRX race. I guess Haley Castroneves did win that race after jumping off the couch. And climbed the fence. And he did climb the fence at Five Flags Speedway in Florida. Uh, Bubba Pollard put in a good showing. He finished second. Ryan Newman was third. Apparently, Alio was uh, offered a NASCAR ride if he'd won by Donald Hawk. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. What team At Daytona. Have? At Daytona, too. Which Daytona race? 500 or the next one? I don't know. It what team is Donald would be Hawk? the one here. Donald Hawk. Donald, ahead, he's the Phil. CEO or whatever. He runs the day-to-day operations of SRX now. Ray Evernham isn't really as involved anymore. Didn't he have something to do with SMI at one point as well? Yeah, he was with SMI. I think his handle is still Hawk SMI or something. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, all right, we got to finish this thing up. So uh, we watched that truck series race at Knoxville. We told you about the Jessica Friesen flip, which wasn't really a flip. It was more of a roll. She gets an award for uh, gamer of the race because she's like, just get me off the berm. I'm going to keep going. And she did. And she kept racing. Rolled it, kept racing. That's a racer right there. Are the wheels on it? Does it start? Okay, I'm racing. D- Dale would have been proud. Oh, yeah, he did that. Uh, let's see. Todd Gilliland won the Truck Series race at Knoxville, driving for his dad and the race ending nearly on Father's Day because it ran so damn late because they don't care about the East Coast. 
Race started at 9.15 Eastern. Give me a break. 9.15. Yeah, I was, I was limping down the side of the highway watching it on my dashboard. <laughs> Trying not to get run the fuck over from behind. Yeah, there's another one for you. Now we're going to... I got back from watching Top Gun and the race was still going on. Yeah. Luckily, I had the day off, so I just stayed up. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, that's one definitely ended almost nearly midnight. It was crap. I think F1 raced in Canada. Didn't watch it. Didn't even know. So I have a question. Sucked. I only have one question about <laughs> F1. Okay. Okay. Adam, I think you're dead. No, no, he's still there. No, he is still. Oh, okay. He's there. No, he's there. Oh, okay. I thought you were a wax figure. Okay. Um, I was waiting for you to ask your question. Oh, okay. Yes. Why is it that uh, uh, whenever Lewis Hamilton uh, wins or whatever, they play My Country Tis of Thee? <laughs> Because I'm not from England. I thought that was their anthem. <laughs> they, they, the My Country Tis of Thee and God Save the Queen are the same tune. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. oh. See how worldly we are. I thought God Save the Queen was a Sex Pistol song. That one's better. I like that better. <laughs> yeah, that one is better. But no, the, the F1 race in Canada was actually good at the end, like really good, because Sainz and Verstappen were right, right against each other. The Should've last five them. or six laps, yeah, they were really good. And the I'm rest bored. of the race, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. And I'm bored. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. It's an hour 55. We're almost making the two button. Oh. Checo got screwed by his team again. Hooray. Uh, that was heartbreaking. Mm. At least signs didn't go out on lap one this time. <laughs> wow, they're talking about we'll that next talk, week. Jess. I knew this would happen. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I guess that's enough for this week. Anybody got any parting thoughts or are we going to close this thing up? My country tis of thee. I don't know the rest of the words. I gotta go get the boy. No, it's not the words at all. All right, so you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brent Gleason01. You can also find me at TikTok on there, maybe. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. If you want to send us some feedback, send it to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com or send us a voicemail to makinglaps. Oh, wait, uh, anchor.fm slash makinglaps. I have no idea what's going on over there. You can find Phil at Hello. Uh, at PJ's Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find Jesse. No, you can't find Jesse. No, this is the only place you can find Jesse. Adam, you do you want people to find me breaking everything I own? <laughs> Adam, do you want people to find you? Who said that? Um, Instagram at modified one seven. Even though I'm not the seventeen anymore. Uh, Correct. Same thing. Twitter at sk mod seventeen. Not the seventeen anymore. Correct. You can change those. You know. You have to wait. I'm just too lazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Catching shiny Mewtwo. I'm sure you how can. That? No. How about this? Eh. How about this? End the show. How do we end the show? And say it nice, please. Keep the dresser down, Steph, and thank you for listening. There's oh. your ASMR from a seven-year-old. Thank you all for listening. That? I appreciate it. Yeah.